Hi, my name is Brad Kirsten and what a wonderful opportunity I've been given to share my testimony. One of the things that you only ever realize in retrospect when you think about your life's journey is when you're in it, it seems like chaos. It's full of disappointments and heartbreak, terrible choices and those bad decisions carrying big, small, life-changing or seemingly insignificant consequences that are overwhelming at every turn. And it's only when you have the opportunity to look back and that alone is a huge blessing to be able to be alive and well and look back at a life and say, God, it's only now in hindsight. And what a beautiful opportunity it is to see your hand at work and not only my life, but other lives that have been intertwined, separated, and then again intertwined into my life was my prayers or my lack thereof my lack of direction, my confusion, and my sinfulness, and somebody else's journey that is completely their journey somehow become part of my journey. And how on earth it all came to be that certain people were in certain places at certain times just has me baffled and marvel at the power of God, His love for us and His desire to see us all be the best versions of ourselves that we can be, ultimately ensuring that none of us are lost and all are saved and how he does it in this big spider web kind of intertangled puzzle of life that alone is worthy of praise my testimony could be something quite long and drawn out but there's a certain part of it that i find is most important and that my life is a journey of poor decisions lack of leadership in my life and parenting but then a wonderful time of reconciliation and then just a time of seeing God's hand in my life once I came to know him as my Lord and Savior. I grew up in a home where I guess I never received the kind of love that I should have in an abusive home, but never saw it as anything unusual because you never really know what goes on behind the walls in other people's homes. I grew up in a very, I wouldn't say a religious home, but a church-going home, but it was only just church for the sake of church on a Sunday. There was abuse in my house, and it was just kind of the way that it was. A point came where I realized I uh, have got to uh, make a couple of choices here about the kind of person that I want to be, but without any proper guidance, I chose a very selfish course for my life. When I was 16 years old, my parents got divorced, and When that happened, I kind of felt like everything was falling apart. I'm an only child, so didn't have a brother or sister to kind of hold on to. And it was at that point that things started to fall apart. My mom became overwhelmed with emotion and, and, and she almost quite literally started coming undone and had to find myself without real parents who were interested in me, not because they didn't care or somehow in their own way didn't love me, but they suddenly were taking care of their best interests and leaving me to try and figure out mine. So time went by once I made my way through school and by God's grace that I got uh, the assistance and help that I needed to get through school. I went to university and it was at that point where I discovered radio as um, something that I'd always wanted to do in my life. It was a dream from as long back as I could remember, but I was always told, you know, you need to get a real job. Radio is not a real job. Um, And so went to go and study something else the whole time, working at campus radio and community radio in the town of the university and just loving what I was doing, uh, becoming a, a nightclub DJ and 
going to spin the decks night after night and one can only assume the kind of lifestyle when there's minimal sleep, minimal sunshine, lots of cigarettes, alcohol and promiscuity and, and with that a very destructive life uh, which was characterized by poor decisions. I, I know that this might seem like an odd comment to make but I never truly went completely off the rails. I didn't get addicted to, to, to drugs and found myself in, in, in serious trouble. I was never quite like that. It was just a selfish life. Never really worked as hard as I could, um, just did enough just to get by and had no real drive because there was just that huge vacuum in my life of, of a father who would walk that journey with me in a way that wasn't threatening or uncomfortable. So as the years slowly ticked by and uh, I tried to, I don't know, come to terms with who I was and what I wanted for my life, although it was still directionless and it was without any real purpose. Um, I found myself wanting to travel overseas and I was by 22 at the time and was starting to settle into what I imagined was my own business but it was really small and, and quite insignificant but it was taking so, so much of my time and my finances and that I started to lose the dream of radio and all those things that I had hoped through my life I would be able to achieve and um, decided to go and work overseas as things would have it um, a really good friend at the time uh, helped me to get a newspaper the days before the internet and uh, got a, a work opportunity in Taiwan to teach English, which for me was really just an opportunity to get away from the pain and the hurt and yet another breakup and disappointment, which became the characteristic of my life. Disappointment, sadness and rejection continuously. And it seemed to really sum up who I was and, and how everything in my life worked. I ended up in Taiwan and it was a miserable and awful experience. I didn't know anybody. The language obviously is, is, is I couldn't speak it. I couldn't read anything. I, I was quite literally removed from everything that I knew. And I was stuck in a small farming community and it was terrifying. Um, I was so used to my friends and going out and drinking over the weekend. And now I was quite literally all on my own in this noisy, overwhelming place that never sleeps. And it was at that point where I remember on the uh, last day of 2002, I went out and uh, found a couple of guys in a pub and, well, we just drank and smoked the night away into the new year and I felt my life really had absolutely no meaning. Um, and so it was kind of a don't care attitude. I woke up on the first day of January 2003 and nursing one heck of a hangover. And all I remember really was sitting, kneeling at the foot of my bed. Here I was away from everyone and everything, feeling absolutely lost, miserable, unhappy, and not sure of why I was even alive. And these were sort of my words. God, I, I know you, I prayed to you because I used to go to church when I was a kid, but I just want to say that my life doesn't make any sense. And I, I need something in my life. I need direction. I need something. I don't know what that something is, but I know that I need to be rescued. So I decided to get on the train and go for a trip into the city. Maybe some retail therapy would have sorted out my problem. And I remember on that train hearing Afrikaans being spoken. Found the, the, the South Africans on this train full of locals. Uh, ran to catch up with them on the um, a train platform and I would have to say that God didn't waste any time it was about a, an hour after that prayer when everything started to fall into place they connected me with a group of people um, a group of South Africans uh, one of the ladies in that group happens to now be my wife 
And that was the start of a completely different experience of life. I had friends, they included me in everything. We all got on really, really well. They were just good people. They were church people and we had loads of fun together, but there was never anything crazy. Everything just kind of seemed to be heaps of fun and it could be done without stacks of alcohol and bad choices. And they invited me to church eventually after a few weeks of getting to know them. I'd go and spend the weekend sleeping on the couch in their apartment and going back on a Sunday after I said, no, thank you. And off they went to church. And that happened week after week where they invited me to church every single Sunday. And I said, no, thank you. And went on my merry way back to my apartment, uh, went to do my week of work and looked forward to a Friday evening after work to head through to about 20 minutes on my motorcycle to where they lived to go and hang out with them and go here and go there. And we went camping and whatever the case might be. And eventually, just after these months and months went by, I realized that I quite rather fancied this good-looking blonde lady um, in the group uh, of friends and um, it took a while for her to notice me and uh, I, re I realized something certainly was brewing but she said to me could we go out and have some coffee it's not a date it's just an opportunity to talk and we sat together and she actually wrote me a letter and in that letter was saying I really like you and I think that we certainly could be good together but I'm a believer in Jesus he's my Lord and Savior and I just want you to know that irrespective of whatever happens between us, you're not a believer. And so I just want you to know that we can't really have a relationship, but I'm loving being friends with you. And um, also, if a point ever came where we would be in a relationship, if things changed on your side, you would never be the number one man in my life. Jesus would always be number one. She couldn't say it to me because it just felt awkward and she didn't want to come across as judgmental, but that was what was in that letter more or less. And I just had such respect for her for saying that. And I was so curious about Jesus. And that could make somebody be not even able to get into a relationship or, not, or maybe not that she didn't want to, but that she knew it wouldn't be wise. And so that made her even more attractive to me. And we were just friends. We'd go places together and have a lot of fun. And she was just one amazing woman. And she continued to invite me to church uh, week after week for what was about a year and then eventually I said, would you just stop asking me? And I went to church expecting the worst, expecting to be judged, expecting people to want to know what kind of person I was and had I ever done this and, you know, you only can come in here if you're forgiven or if you are, you know, going to bear your soul to the world and I'm sure they were going to be judgmental and weird and I had my own idea of what born-again believers were like. And it was amazing. They were so kind. They were so welcoming. And uh, a new group of friends developed with some seriously good friendships. And they weren't saying we'll only be friends with you if. We were all just having a good time. And I was learning so much about myself, about life, about other countries and the country I was visiting. And yeah. And I would go to church week after week after week for what is about three months, I think. And then there was a visiting pastor and he shared a good old fashioned gospel message. And right there and then, I knew that I knew that I knew that everything made sense to me. I knew that I needed a savior. I knew that my past was holding me back and that I needed forgiveness and new life. And it was at that point that I just went to the front and just, uh, just decided that this was what I needed in my life and gave my heart to Jesus. Um, and the friendships that I had continued and they didn't love me more, didn't love me less, but I knew that they knew that there was a changed man. I, quit smoking my language improved and and it was at that point that um 
Laura and I just started to spend more quality time together and we just allowed our relationship to blossom and I learned so much from her and her love for Jesus and the Word of God and many years have passed. Since then, we, we dated for a, for, for a year or two and then we decided to come back to South Africa to get married and, well, that was 14 years ago. And once we were married, she said, only you know what you think you want to do with your life, what work you would want to do right now but I want you to follow your dream. God has put a dream in your heart to be involved in in media and in radio. That's what you've always wanted from when you were a kid. And you're going to live a very unhappy life if you never get to live your dream or have to wait many years from now before you can do it. So come on. And that is a story for another day. But here I am over a decade now involved in Christian media, locally and internationally, and being able to live a life where God has flipped, turned things upside down, allowed me to be the man that I guess he had always destined for me to be. And then hearing all the stories of other people involved in my life uh, to see how we all worked, how God worked it all for my good and for their good. And they've got their own stories with me involved and I've got my own story with them involved. And it's a beautiful thing. And I'd like to end with just this. God must get all the glory. My mom was saved and our relationship restored. My dad and my relationship restored. There's been forgiveness, grace, love, and Yes, it's still a, a rocky road and it's a, a relationship that we're still figuring out to this day. But just to know that that, that's, that that unforgiveness, hurt and pain is behind me. Now I continue to pray for my dad's salvation and uh, being able to share the good news of what I do. He regularly listens to my Christian radio program all the way from where he lives in Southeast Asia. And uh, I often say to God, that's the area of the world you saved me. Would you save my dad too? And who knows, by the time you might hear this radio broadcast or this recording of my testimony, God has flipped turned his life upside down. And the man that I once feared can now be the man that I can rejoice and say he too has been saved by grace through faith, just like me. And heaven too can be his home. What a privilege to be able to share my story. And you know what? God has been working from those days right up until today. And isn't it beautiful that the best is yet to come? My name is Brad Kirsten. Thank you for the honor of being able to share my story. To God be all the glory.